Welcome to the third episode of the Dairy Free Daisy podcast. My name is Daisy and this is my producer, Connor. Hello. Today I'm going to be sharing my top tips for going dairy free. And I think the most important one that we're going to start with is that you must always read the ingredients on whatever you buy. Double check it, triple check it, and even check on things that you don't think there would be dairy in. Well, I was going to say, this sounds like a simple one, but you've been caught off guard by a bottle of wine. Yes. It, to me, I would never think that there was milk in wine, but I bought a bottle of red wine, drank said red wine, and the next day my eczema flared up really badly. And it wasn't until my mum checked, actually, the I still hadn't thought to check the ingredients on the bottle of wine. And uh, she checked and she was like, you do know there's milk in this, right? I had no idea. Well, I was going to say, it's not just wines. You were saying about um, stout beers earlier. Yeah, really dark beers um, can have milk and lactose in them as well. And again, I'm, I'm not a big beer drinker, but I do like stout. And again, I had no idea that they would contain those things. So that's tip number one. Check the labels and recheck them. Yep. And triple check them. Triple check them. <laughs> always. And, they, you know, even if it's a product that you're buying regularly, always just try and keep up to date with the ingredients because you don't know when they might change your recipe. Um, tip number two. Tip number two is to get used to bringing your own snacks wherever you go. Although the demand for dairy-free and vegan products is growing, it is always important to have something that you know you can eat in your bag. So that might just be might just be a dairy-free chocolate bar it might be a sandwich it depends where you're going doesn't it but having something that you know you can eat and you're not going to go hungry is good to do especially if you may be going to things like a business conference or you're going to I don't know an event at a school where they're going to have coffee and biscuits because they're probably not going to have dairy-free biscuits you might feel a bit left out well the the other thing is price as well if you're buying the dairy-free chocolate bar at a supermarket, it's going to be a lot cheaper than just out and about a, a corner shop. Even if they had a dairy-free chocolate bar, it's going to be more expensive. Definitely, yeah. And that's what that's worth keeping in mind. And, you know, you can buy things in bulk and that's always good to do. And also, if you're just lactose-free, you can get the lactose-free little triangle pyramid-shaped pouches of milk uh, they're UHT, so you can just throw them in your handbag and they're good for one serving. I haven't seen that for any of the dairy-free milks yet. Bit of a gap in the market for that. Um, but yeah, if you're lactose-free and you're listening, that's a really good option. I think when I very, the very first time I went dairy-free, I used to buy those and keep those in my bag um, before I realised that, no, I had to have <laughs> totally dairy-free milk. No, but that's, that's a nice little trick because it, you can then go out and have a coffee with your friends and there's nothing different. You just have your own little little triangle of milk. Yeah, exactly. Nice and easy. So yeah, making sure that you've always got your own snacks in your bag is, I think it's a really important thing because you just know that you've got something, especially if you've got a severe allergy, you've got something safe that you can eat wherever you're going. And if they have dairy food products, bonus, keep the snack for next time because there is, there is always a time where you need them, especially on train journeys, I find. Well, I have I avoid buying on trains anyway, but yeah. just because of the price. Exactly, yeah. Tip or trick number three. 
So I think tip number three is to keep and sort of th- start thinking about vitamins and fortified foods because obviously if you're dairy free you're not going to be getting that calcium intake that you would be from cow's milk so luckily a lot of the dairy free milks are fortified with calcium vitamin d and other options or other vitamins um and also you can take supplements as well but i think that could be a whole podcast episode I think so. We could bring on a nutritionist for that sort of thing. Oh, maybe. Maybe, yeah. Future idea. Exactly. So, but the easiest way to start with that is the fortified milks. Tip number four. Tip number four check the menus before you go out to restaurants and cafes. Um, I think this is good to do anyway so that you're not dithering when it comes to making an order and overthinking it you know what you're going to have but you know making sure that the restaurant or cafe that you're going to has dairy free options and if you have a severe allergy don't be afraid to ring up in advance and ask them how they can support you when you're there well in the last podcast um, we were talking about starbucks and costa and the extra information they had in their apps on the dairy-free options that they um, served and offered. And definitely for other cafes, other restaurants, they're going to have the best information on their websites, which you can get on your phone. Yeah. So having a quick look before you go is really going to, you know, give you all the options, whereas the waiter or whoever's there might, you know, miss one. We're only human. That's true. It just helps to back you up a bit. And um, also, like you were saying about Costa, they so obviously they do dairy-free milk alternatives, but if you have their app and you order through the app, those milk alternatives are free. So that's worth knowing because obviously, you know, you're paying 40p extra on top of an already expensive drink from these types of coffee shops. Um, so it's good to good to be aware of. And also you can usually get a full list of ingredients of anything that maybe is pre-made at some places on the website. Um, I know places like ZZ have got full allergy menus, vegan menus, all separate. And obviously you can get those when you go in there, but it's good to have a look beforehand. Perfect. Tip or trick? We've not had any tricks yet. Number five. Uh, Tip number five will be to be open to trying new dairy-free products. So when you first go dairy-free, be open to trying a variety of dairy-free milks and be aware that you might not find your favourite one straight away. It's going to take a lot of trial and error. And when new products come out, it's good good to try them, um, whether that's a dairy-free cheese, ice cream. Just always be your own researcher and keep trying things. Well, in the, in the first podcast, we touched on two things. We touched on price where something's always on offer. So trying the on offer thing might be the the way to go. Yeah, that would be a really good idea, especially with the milks. And that's what I like to do. So I'll, I've got my favourite milks and when they're on offer, I'll stock up. But then if I need to buy more and they're not on offer, it's a great time to try something new, try the different types of milk, like the pea milk. Well, the, or... other, thing, the other thing that we touched on in the first podcast was how different all the dairy-free milks are that just because you don't like one dairy-free milk it doesn't mean 
you'll hate them all. Yeah, exactly. Especially even if you're trying five different almond milks from five different brands, they're all going to taste slightly different. So tip number five, try, 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 try. Yes, definitely. Number six. Number six is to stock up on your favourite products. So when your favourite products are on offer, stock up, especially with things like chocolate because they will go on offer from time to time um, and you can sort of store those easily if you want to buy a bunch of them while they're a bit cheaper. And also just having lots of the products that you can eat and that you enjoy to hand so that if you go around to a friend's house, you can take a bottle of milk with you or you can take a packet of dairy-free biscuits, like a packet of Oreos with you, and then you're not sort of just leaving them to have have an option or have nothing to, to give you. I think that's smart. It doesn't take much to add an extra pack of biscuits or, you know, a little bit of milk in your bag if you're going to a friend's or out and about. Yeah, definitely. It's just always good to be prepared, just like with taking your own snacks wherever you go. Having a good store of them at home is also a good idea. It just helps to keep you prepared. Tip or trick number seven. Searching for new products. So that means if you go on the websites of Ocado, Tesco, Waitrose, Sainsbury's, Asda, Morrison's, all of them, you can type in keywords like milk-free, dairy-free, vegan, and you can refine your search to new and then you will see all the new products, if they've tagged them properly, you will see all the new products that have come into store. And I think this is a really good way to try new products, to keep an eye on new developments in in products that you can eat and try. Well, in the last episode, we were talking a lot about new products and new launches. So keeping up to date with what's coming into your local, your local supermarket or the supermarket you use is super important because if something's not available this month, it might be available next. There's new stuff coming out all the time. Yeah, it's things are, are changing in a big way in the dairy-free and vegan market. Um, over the last few years, and especially now, demand is increasing so much. So as an example, in the coming weeks, the new plant-based Philadelphia is meant to be launching. And I've not seen it yet in my local Tesco, but I am checking there most days. And I can't wait to try it because I want to use it to make a cheesecake. Because I love cheesecake. I miss cheesecake. I've I've made it with other dairy-free cream cheeses. But I'm particularly excited to try Philadelphia because it's a brand we all know and love. That's a big dream to have. Cheesecake. A dairy-free cheesecake. Yeah. Love cheesecake. (laughs) Tip or trick number eight think about the meals and products that you already love that are actually dairy free so when a lot of the time people are told that they need to switch to a dairy free lifestyle for their skin for allergies for intolerances and that can be a really daunting thing because people think they're going to miss out and i think yeah 10 years ago you you did miss out even five years ago but now that's not the case um but one good thing to do is think about all the meals that you love that actually don't contain dairy um because there will be a lot i mean unless you just eat mac and cheese every day (laughs) but there, there will be a lot of meals so 
sit down with a pen and paper, open the notes app on your phone and just write down all your favourite foods, maybe even split it into category of non-dairy and then dairy. And you'll see that there's still so many options that you can eat. Well, let me jump in there and say maybe a third category where it's dairy less, where the dairy is not even a main part of the meal. So changing to a dairy-free product wouldn't make that much of a difference. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good idea. Like, so in a curry, instead of adding yogurt, you know, you can easily switch to adding a dairy-free yogurt or adding coconut milk or, sorry, coconut cream. Um, so, yeah, so there's there are some very easy and simple switches. There's lots of dairy-free creams to use. Um, and like I said, a lot of the food you eat, they, there will be plenty of already dairy-free meals that you're not going to have to change at all. Um, but when you're told, oh, yes, you need to you need to stop eating dairy, yeah, it can be a big bit scary. It can sound huge. Yeah, life-changing. Tip number nine. So for tip number nine, we've sort of touched on it a bit, um, but you need to start checking vegan products and the vegan sections at supermarkets. And like here in Cambridge, a new donut shop called Crosstown Donuts has come from London and opened up and they have lots of vegan donuts. Now, some people who have to switch to a dairy-free diet, they can be put off by the vegan brand, the vegan name, sorry. Um, they think it's not going to taste good. But actually, these days, most vegan products are going to taste pretty good. Um, so like those donuts, they taste excellent. They just taste like great donuts. Let me jump in while you're talking about vegan options maybe with a tip 9.5 just in the middle. You don't have to be looking for dairy-free, vegan, milk-free. Lactose-free. Lactose-free. Well, if that's if you're just lactose intolerant, obviously. Of course. <laughs> Are all going to be good options and products might be labelled, well, might be under those labels and not dairy-free. Yeah, that's very true. And supermarkets don't always tag their products properly on the websites. They do a lot of the time, but not always. Um, but yeah, the vegan, like the vegan section, obviously everything's going to be dairy-free. It might have may contain warnings. So we revert back to point one and we read the labels and we check the ingredients again and again. But that's a great place to look for dairy-free stuff. Tip number 10. Okay, so I think it's a good idea, especially when you first start going dairy-free, to meal plan. So like I said before, sit down and think about all the meals you like that don't contain dairy think about the meals that you can add dairy into and then plan your meals for the week because it will make it a lot easier and that includes breakfast and lunch as well um because i think i actually found lunches harder to make dairy free because i often like to have well i used to like to have a sandwich with cheese and salami or something in so finding an alternative to that was important for me and i think that yeah that was what i found harder yeah. meal planning is smart for a variety of reasons another one is cost if you're planning out your meals if you're buying them all on your big shop you're looking at the offers and you're not during the week lost for ideas and thinking about eating out and that saving sort of thing. time then as well saving time there's lots of savings if you're doing a weekly meal plan yeah definitely i think meal planning all around is really useful especially for people with busy lives um, and then obviously for the dairy-free aspect, it just helps. You don't have to overthink at breakfast, lunch and dinner because you know what you're going to have. You've already, 
you know, picked up some stu- some dairy-free substitutes, you've got some meals that have no dairy in at all, it's just going to make your week go a lot smoother. And I think this is super important to do right at the beginning. So our final tip, number 11, which is what all great tips and tricks lists go up to. Of course. <laughs> what is tip number 11? So tip number 11 is simply that milk is a great place to start when you're switching to a dairy-free diet. So if your doctor has said to you, you need to cut out dairy, I think the first place to start is finding a good milk alternative because, as we keep saying, there are so many options to pick from. Um, So you can go into your supermarket, you can have a look, and you can just dive in and try what you like. Like, in general, oat milk is great with coffee. I think a lot of um, coffee shops always recommend oat milk so get getting an oat milk for your coffee and then either trying oat or soya or almond or coconut for your tea could work well but it's really subjective i think you're right oh sorry i think i think alpro have done one that's specifically for it's called my i'm sure it's called my cuppa or something i could be wrong quote me on that but they've done one that's specifically for tea so keep an eye out for that as well i haven't tried it yet no i i think you're right definitely milk definitely has dairy-free milk let's give it dairy-free milk substitute definitely has a lot of options and they're all good for different things okay then that that's a wrap that's everything that's, oh that was quite a long list wasn't it was it too long no i think that was okay um they're all very useful. Some of them are, are more obvious than others, mm. I think. Um, but just hearing them refreshes your brain and you think, oh yeah, I, I will make a meal plan or oh I didn't check I didn't check the label. I will check the label mm. next time. Yeah, you know? that is so important. It's one of the most important. So ones. where can where can people find more tips and tricks on a dairy-free lifestyle? Okay, so my blog, dairyfreedaisy.com, in general has lots of lifestyle tips, recipes and product reviews, and there will be a post to go alongside this podcast um, that will already be up. And then on TikTok, I share daily videos about um, dairy-free tips, dairy-free recipes, dairy-free finds, and that's the same on Instagram, Facebook and Twitter. Perfect. I think that's podcast number three over and out yeah we will see you in episode four thanks for listening bye bye